Let me tell you about <laughs> Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar, not that that's a bad thing to look mannish. Um, Built Bar is our sponsor this half hour, uh, and it will help you look mannish if you're a man, womanish if you're a woman. But I like it too. Um, Built Bar is a protein bar that should never be marketed as a protein bar. It's healthy for you, and it should never be marketed that way. It has all of the stuff in it that you really like. It's the stuff that healthy people eat that should never, ever be marketed that way. Here's how it should be marketed. It's an unbelievable candy bar. It is. It's, it has a series of different flavors. You can pick. I can't. There's there's like 400 flavors, it seems, and they're all good. Um, so check out Built Bar. You will love it. It's great for snack time. Uh, it's great for any time, uh, whether you're fat and want to be skinny or skinny and don't really care. You know, I've been thinking about canceling this segment just because the guy who joins us on Friday, he never has an opinion. He's such a wallflower. You really got to pump the information out of him, you know, to say, hey, do you think this is right or wrong? But we'll do it for another week. Bill O'Reilly, we begin with Chauvin. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, Americans, Bill O'Reilly is here because it's Friday. Oh my gosh, that's me. It's my turn to talk. You know the value of a dollar, so let me ask you what's the value of 20 bucks? How far is that going to get you, really? Maybe not too far with a lot of things, but I I, I got to tell you, it could change your life. $20 could be the best $20 you've ever spent. 70% of the people that spend this $20 go on to buy more because it has changed their life. What I'm talking about is relief factor. You want to get out of pain? relief factor call them now 800-583-84 it will not stop the pain of the next 45 minutes with bill o'reilly it won't there's nothing that can stop that he just keeps going uh i'm trying to get him to rub it on his head but he won't do it uh relief factor call them now you want pain relief relief factor 800-583-84 relieffactor.com mr bill o'reilly I've got about 20 stories I want to go through today. It's been a very big week in the news, but we've got to spend a few minutes on the Chauvin case. Tell me your thoughts on the case. That's the introduction, Beck. No uh, best-selling author in the world, a perspicacious commentator on radio and TV. None of that. Just Bill O'Reilly. What you... Is that it? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. That's pretty okay. much it. That's All pretty right. Much it. <laughs> um, you step back when in these things. If you're a fair-minded person seeking the truth, the, not your truth, mm-hmm. the truth. So you step back. You don't get emotionally involved, and that's what most people and all journalists, except me and you, under don't understand. 
I don't well, know. I've been uh, I've, I've been pretty passionate about this, but passionate okay, about well, the well, truth. Maybe you don't understand it either, so this is why you have me on. I'll explain it to you. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the underlying conviction of the former police officer was based on a concept, a legal concept called depraved indifference. That's why he was convicted. It really doesn't matter what Minnesota law defined as second-degree murder, third-degree murder, manslaughter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really right. matter. What the prosecution was able to do was to convince the jury and me, and me, mm -hmm. that the officer who took George Floyd's life showed in depraved indifference. And it, and it really was the because I, it, I agree with you. It was the last 90 seconds that right and, and turn and, this turn this there case. Was a whole bunch of other things i mean his own guys were telling him to, to right. ease up and all of that so so if you're gonna make a case that this verdict was based upon uh fear the jury was afraid for themselves and all that that's not true all right so mm -hmm. if you're gonna delude yourself go ahead the jury may, have, that, wait, may wait, wait. have had fears i mean if you're yeah. walking into a courtroom every day and you see the national guard out there and you remember what happened last summer that you're going to yeah. process that i think but if that, i were a juror if i were a juror because i i agree with you knowing the way minnesota it, it um the way it writes second degree murder and everything else it is unintentional. It's manslaughter, depraved indifference, and that fits this. And yes. if I were in the jury room, I when I started, I would have been like, oh, crap, man, this is going to be bad for my family. But I think what, by the time the, the trial was over and I got to the jury room, I might have looked at everybody and went, Phew. right? I mean, we dodged a bullet here. This is pretty yeah, easy. And there wasn't any dissent on the jury. But remember, you didn't right. have to serve on that jury. All right. So you could have said in the jury selection, I'm afraid and I can't make a fair verdict because I'm afraid for my personal safety, and my family's and you would have been dismissed, discharged. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the, the point, the overarch I want to make is in life, there are certain situations that are beyond a reasonable doubt. And here is one of them. And so every American should accept that fact. And many don't. So that's number one on Chevin. Now, he'll be sentenced. Why? And here's a question everybody should ask. He knew, and so did his attorneys, that they were going to get convicted. The only chance he had was to take the stand, look the jurors in the eye and say, this is what I did and why I did it. Not making excuses, but an explanation of what was going through his mind. That was the only chance the man had. But he chose not to do it. Wait, wait, so though, if, if you were the attorney for his defense, would you have had him absolutely. testify? I would, have, I would have dragged him up and put him in the, in the box if I were his attorney, and I cared about him, all right, because that's the only chance he had, and that was a hundred to one. Yeah, that's a Hail Mary and could have made it. Well, I couldn't have made it worse. because he the alternative? Right. The alternative you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's going to sit He's in the penitentiary for 15 years. Yeah. That's the alternative. So mm -hmm. take your shot yeah. in, the, in, in an explanation. But anyway, that's over. Um, he's going to the penitentiary. George Floyd is dead. That's it. What else? Uh, well, uh, the, two, the uh, other police officers will be going to trial this summer. They'll play out. Uh, They're not going to go to trial. They'll, they'll make a deal with the prosecution 
um, and it'll all serve a little gel time. That's what's going to happen there. Wow. And do you think that's the right thing to do? You if think I would, those guys I'd deserve out if I got a decent deal. I would, because if you don't play out, then the judge is going to give you two or three times more jail time just so, for putting this, the system through it. Go ahead. So I remember Jeffrey Dahmer went to prison, and he was shivved. I can't imagine being chauvin. No, I can't uh, either. And I don't know I mean, how what's to protect gonna, him. Yeah, how do you protect him? Yeah, how do you guy? protect him? So he's going to have to stay in isolation. He'll get an hour to walk around by himself. Oh, that's not what, a, what a terrible life, you know? And, yeah. and, you know, no one feels sorry for him. And in the traditional sense, I don't feel sorry for him, but I have compassion for him. I do, too. If, if I could, and I probably will do this, I'll send them all 10 of my books. Uh, I'll probably <laughs> do that. No, I'm Don't do it. That's a least, Geneva Convention, have, man. At least you'll oh. have something to do. I'll send them your books. All right? I'll send them lots of books. But, but I'm trying to say that compassion is yeah. what we as Americans are lacking. It is. I mean, I, don't I said this. You know what? I did, but it's a, But now he's he's isolated. My God, it's amazing to me. I I said uh, on uh, Tucker's show on what? When did this happen? Tuesday, and I said uh, I, I came out and said, look, I mean, there's two two lives completely destroyed: the life of of uh, of George Floyd, Floyd and his family destroyed yep. destroyed yep. the same thing with chauvin chauvin is in jail but his family is destroyed yep and it we should have compassion for all of that this week i have been seeing story after story it's almost like it was written by media matters where they don't say the, anything about me saying about compassion for george floyd or that i thought the verdict was right they're just saying glenn beck says compassion and trying to make it look like I'm for him. Yeah, you're sympathetic and, to Chauvin yeah. and what he did. But but compassion, we should be sympathetic for everyone. But this is another good lesson for people. So we live in the United States of vengeance. Yeah, That's where, where we're living now. Not the United States of compassion. The United States of vengeance. And because you uh, put forth a point of view... And you and I have lived this together for, what, 25 years? Yeah. We've lived yeah. it together. These people, mostly on the left, but not exclusively, want to hurt us. And I put forth, they'd kill us if they oh, could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Um, talk, talk to me a little bit about Brett Favre, because this is something that I think Americans need to understand. He's getting heat because he said, I'm not defending uh, Chauvin, but I, I can't imagine that he intentionally murdered um, uh, uh, George Floyd. And I 100% agree with that. I don't think he got up in the morning and was like, I'm going to kill me a black man. The, no, there was but nothing. there's a level of responsibility that. And he's paying it. He's paying it. The, but okay, the, the okay. second-degree murder means unintentional. It's manslaughter. Beck, listen to me. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want this to ever happen again. And so every law enforcement officer in the United States, all 80,200 of them that are working right now, need to understand that their responsibility is much higher 
than the ordinary citizen because they are armed and have the powers of arrest. You, but we are living in unreasonable times. What happened course, in Columbus, then, Ohio? That got that, that police means, officer. It did everything course, right. But in he's my not going to be charged with anything, and he's having to go through this because of LeBron James and others, and and uh, and President Biden, who I hope we'll get to in this uh, segment. We are going to. Yeah, because th- that guy is now. Uh, he's jumped the shark, if you remember Happy Days. But, no, but, the, but getting ahead. back to Favre and, and getting back to his statement, it's true that Chauvin didn't wake up in the mornings and say to himself, I'm going to go out and hurt a black person today. That didn't happen. But Chauvin apparently didn't understand his responsibility, that he has to be tough and enforce the law, but he also has to be compassionate. Yeah, that I think there was a along correct. with the job and the verdict the he was charged with, and they found him guilty. And I think this is exactly right with reckless endangerment. Yeah, I mean, he was reckless at his job. That doesn't mean he was intentionally doing it. No, he was but, reckless. But the people who believe, and there are millions of them, tens of millions. The people who believe that law enforcement in America has an animus toward black people use these situations to reinforce that belief. And you are never going to reason them out of it. But I'm not going to play the game. I'm not going to play the game by reinforcing it by saying, yeah, he did intentionally kill. No, he didn't. But if I'm Brett Favre's advisor... I say, before you wade into this, you have to acknowledge certain things so you don't leave yourself open for unfair attacks. You know, if you watch the No Spin News this weekend, I'm sure you did, Beck. We again produced the statistics from 2019 and 2020 on unarmed black people being shot by police. It's over a thousand a year. Well over a thousand a year. No, it's not. It's <laughs> that's what the average. That's what the average person believes. I it's know. A thousand it's people. Thirty, and and in that thirty, for two years, many, perhaps most of the unarmed black people who were shot by police had a knife or a baseball bat or a vehicle where they were trying to run over the cops. So this is the fact, and those facts were compiled by the Washington Post. All right. I didn't even use FBI facts because I knew what the counter would be on that. But the Washington Post, you can look it up, as Yogi Berra once said. All right. um, Back with Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. His latest bestseller is um, uh, Killing Crazy Horse. And he comes out with a new one. Actually, I think this is more of his uh, current bestseller because it's already making the lists and it's not even out until next month. And that is Killing the Mob, probably his best book yet. Um, We'll have more with him in just a second. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's LifeLock. How important is your identity to you? Can I tell you a really personal story? As a recovering alcoholic who lost everything, I mean family and everything, um, when you do actually lose everything because of your own actions, you realize the only thing that you own that is of value is your name and your word. And I remember thinking, 
Dear Lord, I will do anything you ask me to do. I don't want any of it back except, well, my family. Um, but all I want to get my family back and everything else is just my good name and my word that I will live my life in a way where I can be trusted. When I say something, people will know I mean it. Well, thanks to George Soros, I never have that anymore. But um, I worked hard on that. Now cyber criminals will come in and can take your good name and destroy it. And believe me, once you lose your good name, nothing has value. Nothing has value. That's why um, uh, LifeLock is here. When it comes to identity theft, they're destroying your name, your good credit, everything. And LifeLock is not going to say, hey, boy, you are screwed. And then just walk away where the rubber meets the road with LifeLock is they actually have a dedicated team of specialists. That's all they do is help repair your good name. It's LifeLock. LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. 25% off your first year now. LifeLock.com. Promo code Beck. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Promo code Beck for 25% off. 10 seconds. Station ID. Then back to Bill. Let me say three words. Chauvin, President Biden. Bill. All right. So uh, I'm really disappointed in myself because I never, ever even considered that Joe Biden would be a radical leftist, not a liberal, a radical leftist. If he were elected president, I didn't even so this consider is, that. I have to tell you, this is an argument we had, and I, I kind of was with you, but I didn't think he was actually going to be running things. And you were well, like, he's not Look, running he gets things. In, he's I know, not, but you're defined on your actions, and if he's in the ozone layer, yes. I mean that's that's not my yes. problem. I mean, it is as an American, but right. I can't make that assessment. I can assess that he's damaging the country in his first 100 days in a way that's unprecedented. All right. No president, all 45 presidents before him, no one was even close to his radical leftist agenda. I, I think mean, it's it, be- FDR. Obama, uh, Obama's no. People no. are running this agenda. Okay, I'm telling maybe you. that's true now, yeah. but Obama was president for eight years. He didn't come close oh, to what Biden's doing. No, 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 I know. But I think because uh, Obama said, you know, I, I was black. And as soon as I was black, everybody stopped listening to my great ideas. So now he's got uh, Joe Biden, who everybody thinks is like, oh, their dear old lovable uncle. And... Obama is now getting through everything that he he and his team wanted for the fundamental transformation of America. And that's Joe's just true. a vehicle. I believe that's true because Susan Rice is the conduit. He's, she's a yep. top domestic advisor. Yep. But I'm going to judge Obama about right now on what he did when he was in office. Yes. And he deported more foreign nationals than any other president did. Okay. Now we have an open border. Now is absolutely open border. You get here, you stay here. All right. So okay. you get you let, like let, your doctor, you keep your doctor. You get here, you stay here. That's fine. Okay, wait. Wait. I know it is. Let's go back to Chauvin uh, and Biden before okay. you go. Elsewhere. So Chauvin. So he comes out and he says, in an unprecedented statement, no president has ever done this. 
He comes out, Biden does, after the verdict and trashes his country in front of the world. Trashes it. Said, this is just the beginning. We're a racist society. Take the blinders off. You know that we hate black people here. I mean, as an American, I'm sitting there going, I will never respect you again, Mr. Wow. Biden. Never wow. again. All right? I, I don't think insulted. I've ever you heard you say that. Hold it. You used to you, give benefit of the doubt to, to what, uh, Obama and everyone. I've never heard you say that. That's what a responsible journalist does. Gives the benefit of the doubt until the facts disprove the benefit. The facts now say Joe Biden insulted me, my family, and every other blanket American by telling the world that we're all racists here. He insulted every law enforcement officer, all 80,000 of them, systemic racism. That means that our law enforcement community gets together and says, we're going to persecute African-Americans and minorities. That's what that means. He also indicted every single elected official on the federal level. Because you it's, people haven't stopped this. This has right. been going on for far too long. Where well, was he? One of the architects of that? That <laughs> yes. was Biden. Yes. That was Biden. If you look at Biden's senatorial statements, all right, he was the cheerleader for putting drug dealers in prison for long periods of time. And I supported that and still do to this day. Drug dealers sell poison. I'm not talking about pot people. All right. You had to be convicted three times to get that draconian sentence of selling poison. Anyway, Biden is, number one, a liar because we're not a racist country. Number two, irresponsible, using his position to demonize his own country. Oh, my God. I, <clears throat> this uh, note to the audience. I love it when Bill gets like this, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, but I'm going to jab him with pickle forks all through the break and let him go again in just a minute. <laughs> Stand by. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, you ready for mowing season? I mean, really ready for it. There's nothing that makes you more ready for mowing season than a Hustler Turf Zero Lawn, Zero Turn Lawnmower. These things, these are the lawnmowers that professionals have been using since the 1960s. They are the people that invented and perfected the zero-turn lawnmower. They are absolutely fantastic, and they are built to last and last and last and last. They will cut the time of your lawnmowing in half. So if you have a big lawn to mow or you know a reasonable amount of time, you're spending an hour and a half, Two hours mowing your lawn? Don't do it. Cut it in half and do it with something that you'll... This will be the last lawnmower you ever buy in your life. It is just... They're built like tanks. You'll pass it on to your kids. It's uh, Hustler Turf. HustlerTurf.com. Go find a Hustler dealer near you. Go look at other lawnmowers. Do it. I urge you to do it. Then go and find a Hustler Turf dealer near you and test drive one of those. You'll see the difference. It's HustlerTurf.com. 
And don't forget to check out Bill O'Reilly on BillOReilly.com. His latest book, Killing the Mob, is coming out soon. Don't miss it. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Bill, I don't know if you followed this story at all. It, it broke uh, yesterday or uh, late uh, Thursday or Wednesday. The U.S. Postal Service uh, has internet covert operations. Did you did you see this story? No. Okay. So you know that when they weren't going to pull the uh, they weren't going to pull the National Guard until what was it March twentieth. And they said, well, we've got some information. We find out now that it's from the Postal Service. And Mm -hmm. the Postal Service has something called ICOP. And it's Internet Covert Operations Program. They are monitoring all American social media and trying to find out who the radicals are and then publishing an internal document for the uh, government to say, here's what's going on. And I can't even get my mail delivered before six in the, in the evening. <laughs> I, this is amazing, isn't it? I, um, I'm, you know, I don't worry too much about this stuff, Beck. I know you're more tuned into it, but you know, I'll follow the story if they're doing something uh, nefarious. I'll certainly get yeah, on. They're, they're monitoring all American social media. Isn't that bad enough? I mean, what what part That's of what the I, I, postman's? Yeah, okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about yesterday in the House. Yeah. 51st state, Washington, D.C. It was passed no in the House. No Unconstitutional, chance. obviously. Um, just another power play to alienate uh, most Americans. This is actually a good thing. The more craziness that these people can do, the more House seats Democrats will lose in 2022. So go go crazy. Okay, Biden is not going to be a state. Biden this week pledged to half the U.S. greenhouse gases by 2030. Yeah. Um, Well, if he if he gets LeBron James to stop talking, that'll cut a fourth of gases out. But he's he's serious. Um, yeah. He says that private companies are going to pay for most of the green transition. Of course they will. Um, sure. And uh, and he also he, he also you know the I don't know if you if you I know you know the infrastructure deal, but have you compared it to the Green New Deal? Because, no, because that's way too above my uh, ability. All I know is I'm paying up. a buck more. I'm paying a buck more for gas on Long Island than I did uh, before Biden was inaugurated. That's what I know. Okay. Right. So if you look at the infrastructure deal, it's the Green New Deal. Right. um, Just relabeled. Look, people should understand this about the Green New Deal. It'll have no zero effect on the warming of the planet. Nothing. Correct. Correct. What it is used for is to advance progressive causes. So, for example, the latest is that in poor minority neighborhoods, they suffer more from global warming, Mm. and it doesn't have anything to do with their ability to buy air conditioners, all right, than white people do, all right? So um, we have to then put more money into those neighborhoods, federal money, directly into them, um, because they suffer more from global warming than white people do. This is the kind of insanity that is cloaked by these trillion-dollar bills that nobody bothers to read. 
All right. This is what's happening. So the progressives have figured out that no one's going to read any of this stuff, that the media sides with them 100 percent as it is. So they're going to put in everything to redistribute income, take money from Beck and O'Reilly and give it to other people that they deem worthy to have it. All right. And then we'll cloak it by saying, oh, this is really good for the environment and Miami won't be inundated by water if we do this. That's what's happening. It's a massive fraud. I think this might uh, start to affect uh, the average American. You know, they're talking now. Uh, Biden says he's going to raise the uh, top tax to 39 percent. That'll be 40 percent in in federal taxes alone. Right. So if you or God forbid you live in California, that's what, 55 percent of what you earn gone well, to in a New York is 53. And then he's going to yeah. say, oh, we're going to raise the capital gains tax that will suppress well, investment. I mean, this is coming. I told everybody you're going to have a surge yep. of consumer spending after covid. That's going to boost the economy to November. Yep. Once they pass these onerous taxes, then you'll start to see a contraction. Again, it could be a good thing, might put the final nail in these in the coffin of the progressive movement. I don't want people to suffer in the short term. But this Biden, I, I mean, he, you know, when Raul Castro said, you know, I can't do it anymore. I've killed as many people as I can kill. I'm 90 years old. I don't have the strength to kill any more people. So I'm going to hand it over. I go, Biden, let Biden have it. All right. He's going to have a killer and run that country. <laughs> Well, he has uh, decided that he's going to double the capital gains tax. Yeah. Most people don't think that most people don't think that affects them. But if you bought Bitcoin, the government is going to take thirty nine point six percent of uh, that gain in capital gains. The only way the only way working people can amass some assets to have more protection in life is through investment investment. It doesn't yes. matter whether you have 100 shares of stock or 50,000 shares. This is the built-in mechanism that capitalism provides for workers. You save your money, you invest your money. You buy a house, you fix it up, you sell it for more money, you buy another house. This is the ladder to financial security. Mm-hmm. All right. Biden wants to dismantle the ladder. He doesn't want people to have financial independence. He wants them, and so does a progressive movement, dependent on the federal government. That is what socialism is. And Biden has bought into socialism 100 percent. And I'll go back to the first thing I told you. I'm disappointed in myself that I did not see that possibility before the election. I thought he would just muddle on through the way he's always been, a milk post kind of guy. But now he's a rabid leftist, the most leftist president in U.S. history. Let me ask you this, Bill, quickly. Um, Andrew Yang is running for uh, mayor of New York City, and everyone on the left is coming out against him. This guy is a lefty. He just happens to be. Yeah, but he's not as crazy as the other lefties that are running. So Yang will probably get the nomination because nobody's ever heard of these other communists that are running. 
all right? And just because they heard of him. And then Yang, his basic thing is, I'm going to give you money. Of course, New York City doesn't have any money, but he's going to give you money. That's what he runs on. So I see Yang against Curtis Sliwa, the uh, guardian angel yeah, guy. Guardian angels guy. Yeah, but it's 8-1 to one in New York City, 8-1 to one Democrats over Republican registrations. 8-1. Right. Right. Just give me 30 seconds for a little yep. plug before you throw Go me ahead. off the air, Beck. Okay. Um, now okay. you have any more questions? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I, I've got a couple more. I just looked All at right. the clock. We have a couple of more minutes. Let me see. Sophie's choice. Sophie's choice. Uh, you know what? Let me go to Biden and the radicals that he is putting through. Um, unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. But, the but, Justice but Department he, civil rights, um, the, yeah. to, to, the nomination to lead is somebody who was for, uh, you know, Mumia Abu Jamal. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and, but the U.N. ambassador, the, the, the woman who's oh, going to stand up in the United Nations, basically said the same thing that Biden said. Yeah. Horrible, evil country founded on white supremacy. We got to dismantle the whole thing. If you hate us, Putin, or if you hate us, Xi in China, or if you hate us, anybody, you're right. You're right to hate us. We're horrible. This is the U.N. ambassador Biden puts up, and she got confirmed in the Senate. I know. <laughs> I'm saying, well, nobody cares about the U.N. It doesn't mean anything, but symbolically, I just Dude. hope people listening to us today, independent-minded people, I mean, if you hate Biden, you hate Biden. Okay, fine. But if you voted for Biden, if you're an independent, you've got to know what's going on. You've got to see it, because this is going to get worse. Much, much worse. I'm, you know, I'm very concerned about the Justice Department. You know, the FBI was the only agency we found out this week that said the shooting on the baseball field of uh, Scalise and, and all the other Republicans, that wasn't politically motivated. <laughs> I know. Well, what? where's the Durham report, Beck? I know. Where's the Durham I'm report? I'm really okay. concerned. I mean, the, you know, when you have the, when you have the Postal Service spying on people and the FBI and the Justice Department in the hands of absolute radicals, I mean, look at what happened in, where was it, Oklahoma yesterday. BLM came in, bust down the doors. They're talking, you know, junk all through the session, uh, is calling people on the floor traitors and insurrectionists and, uh, all kinds of names. Nobody even covered that. No. I mean, I mean, it's just because it's now accepted. It's accepted by the media, not accepted by the folks. They despise BLM. And by the way, you know, I, I may sell one of my properties, so I, I uh, approached the leader of the uh, Black Lives Matter Global Foundation, Patrice Cullors, because she's buying so much property without any yeah. visible means of support. I said, look, I got this. You know, you might want to take a look at this. And this is what Marxists do. You know, Karl Marx, he had a lot of property. He had a condo in Monaco. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Is that true? Yet. No, it's not. I made it <laughs> no, up. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was like really broke. I mean, his wife was like, the guy never works. He never worked. No. Get a job. But you don't anyway. have to work if you're leading BLM because the corporations gave you $90 million. Uh, all right. Bill O'Reilly, 30 seconds, yeah. brother. Okay. May 4th, Killing the Mob excerpt posted on BillOReilly.com where we have fabulous mm. stuff all weekend. If you buy it from BillOReilly.com, we'll ship it to you starting Sunday. 
So you get it ahead, and you get 50% off Killing Crazy Horse, which is approaching 600000 in sales. Beck Red Killing the Mob, he likes it. That should be enough for everybody to go, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've really, I read it, and then I think, I don't know. Maybe I was really sleepy. I, I liked it at the time. <laughs> no, I actually think this, is a, I think this is a book that if it were anybody else, Bill, uh, yeah. Or any other time, this would be a series on the History Channel. I mean, it's I mean, it's just so great. It's such a great look at the mob. Um, it's one of those that you just can't put down. I think this is going to be wildly successful for you. Thank you. I hope we can talk about it next Friday. And mm, uh, it's always fun uh, being with you and Stu, but I didn't hear from Stu today. You send him my best, okay? Thank you, Bill. I'm right here, but I appreciate that. All right. I'm glad you didn't say anything, Stu, because you usually slow everything down. That's kind of my right. job, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Bill. Have a good weekend. All right. Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Rec Tech. Now, I, I am known for saying a couple things that might be controversial. Hmm. Uh, oh, wait a minute. It's what? I it's never... Raycon? Hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Mm-hmm. It's Raycon. Raycon is fantastic. I am just sitting here with the specially, really super expensive, specially made earphones, and it is so uncomfortable right now. I was actually thinking of Raycon while Bill was blabbing on. I was like, I have got, I just want my Raycon wireless. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and uh, these things were a fortune that I have to wear because of broadcast. Raycons sound just as good. They're more comfortable. Uh, they Bluetooth pair quickly. They have six hours of, of life in them. Uh, they're fantastic. And they're half the price of Apple. There's no reason why you're not going to buy Raycon.com slash Beck right now. Uh, how much money are you going to save on these things? Let me find the copy here. 15% off all their products right now. Uh, so just go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buyraycon.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. Hey, did you hear about the guy who um, took a bowling ball and filled it with his dad's ashes and then rolled a perfect game? No, is it right? I did not hear that. No. So um, John Hinkle Sr., uh, the son, John Jr., a two-time NCAA bowling champion uh, on April 12th, had a custom ball made with the ashes of his late dad. He went out to to, uh, bowl, and he bowled a perfect game. I mean, that was maybe... Mm-hmm. It's impressive. It was also the entire, I mean, you said the entire story in the kind of the tease. So I don't know that you needed to go any further than that. Is this really, we're going here? Really? <laughs> no, I'm just We're saying. going here? You, you said your tease. Did you hear about the story with the guy with the yeah. stats? All right, shut up, shut up, game. shut up. Let me tell it to you. So a guy me... had his ashes in a ball and he rolled a perfect game. That was A Michigan the... woman. A Michigan woman. Oh, a woman. I'm she sorry. got up, she got up. I mean, this is one of those stories where you can say, hey, no matter what's happening to me today, at least I'm not her. Mm -hmm. She's a woman who lives in Michigan. That's bad enough. It's bad enough. Uh, She woke up in the middle of the night and her eyes were just really super dry. So she reaches to the side table and she puts a couple of uh, eye drops in her eyes 
and uh, and then she uh, like, wow, my eyes are so dry, I can't open my eyes. Uh, and then she uh, kind of rubbed them, and then they were completely stuck. She actually put nail glue into her eyes and not visine, and uh, her eyes were stuck shut. And apparently, you know, in the middle of the night, she's screaming at her husband. I can't open my eyes. Call 911. I can't open my eyes. Uh, they, 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 they finally uh, got them uh, open. Um, they pulled out all of her eyelashes doing so. And that's where I stopped reading the story. I don't want to know more than, than that. I don't. Her vision apparently is okay because she had left her contacts in. Contacts in. But apparently this happens from time to time with people. They'll reach into their purse and grab, you know, some sort of nail glue. I guess your fingernail breaks. And they'll, they've actually put it in their eyes. People go blind from it. Hmm. She, her sight was saved because she had contacts in. 